Be sure to get your ears checked next week, Bethany.
Are you glad he is still on the throne this morning? Good to see you. Thank you for being here on this Sunday. Thank God it's finally fall. Amen. Let's stand together. Grab your hymn books. Brother Caleb, come lead us. Let's make a joyful noise this morning. Amen. In your red book this morning, hymn number 346, I Know My Name Is There. We'll do the first, second, and last verse. Hymn number 346 this morning. you know your name's in the Lamb's Book of Life. Thank you for being out on this Sunday morning. We're glad you're here. I uh, hope you came ready to receive a blessing. If we're here, we need him to be here. Amen? Amen. Otherwise, we might as well shut the door and head to the house. Let me give you three or four quick requests before uh, Brother Wells takes us to the throne of grace. First of all, please pray for the family of Sister Margaret Bocock. We put out on our call system. She went home to be with the Lord. Uh, a couple of days ago, services, visitation tomorrow at 11, services at noon, both at Bassett Funeral Home. Pray for that family. Pray also for Steve and Connie uh, as they are waiting for the Lord to call Brother Steve home. Uh, we're praying for a smooth passing and for peace that passes all understanding in that situation. Thankful for the, what the Lord did for Mrs. Godwin. She had a successful surgery. She's down at Baptist Hospital and will be transitioning to a rehab facility uh, shortly down there. And then we also want to just celebrate what God did for Annette Rohr uh, because a week ago tomorrow, uh, Annette was just about ready to check out of here. She's at home full of recuperating, and we say praise the Lord for that. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. Brother Wells, you take us to the throne of grace. Let's pray together and ask the Lord to just speak in our services today. Roger, pray for us, buddy. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the privilege that it is to be able to call on you. Thank you for the 
privilege that yes, it is to you. know that our name can be written there yes, and yes, that yes. we can know that. Father, we just thank you for all you've done, all the things that we know you've done and the things that you've protected us from that we don't even know. We just thank you for your mercy. We just ask that you'd be at the different prayer requests that we have, as numerous as they are. We know you know what to do. You know we just pray that we'd be able to have the capacity to deal with your will. And we just ask you to be at the pastor as he speaks today, the choir as we sing, and the special singing. We just pray that we could be a blessing and lift somebody up. And lift somebody draw closer to you. We'll just be careful to give you the praise and honor in all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. You pray for Bethany as she sings this song. I love, love, love the words to it. How many of you would have to say amen that when you look back over your life, God's been awfully good? Amen. You listen to Bethany as she sings it. It's more. 
We'll do one more for you this morning. Psalmist tells us that we have an ever-present help and that he is our buckler, our shield, and our high tower. I'm glad he is in time, on time, every time, all the time. You listen to the choir. I love this song. It's called High Tower. Jesus, he is my high tower. He would go with me 
choir, thank you for being out this morning. Let me give you some quick prayer requests. No, wrong. Let me give you some quick announcements uh, this morning uh, uh, before our little ones head out. First of all, uh, I want to remind everybody about the Strength in Your Marriage series. Boy, they've had a good time. I love getting the reports that Brother Ken sends to me on that. Thursday nights, uh, fantastic work they're doing. Thank you so much for that. And then a reminder, next Sunday morning, boy, I'm looking forward to this. The Wisnets will be with us. Uh, we love the Wisnets around here, and uh, this will be their 14th year with us. So we're excited about that. Uh, they've been coming a long time, and we thankful. we're thankful for the friendship we have with them. Reminder, no Sunday school. They'll probably be setting up during that time. We'll begin at 1045. So you mark your calendars and be with us next Sunday morning. A reminder, this coming Tuesday, our senior saints uh, will be heading down for their trip. They leave at 11 a.m. from here at the church. And then Miss Upchurch also asked me to remind all the senior saints that are going on the ARC trip that you need to get that final payment in as soon as possible. So senior saints that are going this Tuesday, will leave from, you'll leave from here at the church at 11 a.m. And then this is a new announcement. Please uh, pay attention and help me on this one if you would. We always uh, help out the Grace Network Pumpkin Patch Ministry. We do our part. Uh, our day is Monday, October the 21st to help with the pumpkin patch. If you can help sell, we've got sign-up sheets at both vestibules, the main one and then the one over here. We're not putting anything in the postal area anymore. We've got tables set up outside on the, this side and the front. If you can help us with that, please sign up for an hour or two or three, whatever your schedule allows. We want two folks per hour that can help in that capacity. And then you should have in your uh, bulletins uh, 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 order forms for our Operation Christmas Child t-shirts. All of the proceeds from this goes to help support our Operation Christmas Child shipping costs, which are $11 per box. So you please help us out with that. We'll take orders through the end of October. All the information that you need is there. Make the checks payable to SAGBC, and you can give that to Miss Mary Margaret or to Sister Pam Holland. Drama practice today for our Christmas production, 3.30, scene 4. We noted some changes there. I'll update that in your bulletin every week, but we will be doing scene 4 today. And then finally, uh, Josh Lawson is going to meet with the young adults right after church. We'll meet over here on this side right after church this morning to go over a couple of things. All right, all the little ones heading to Children's Church, Junior Church, come on, make your way down. If you're visiting with us, this is our Penny March. Uh, they're going to come around and collect any loose change you have. This helps support our kids and ladies' ministries here at the church. Take off this morning, guys.
everybody heading to Children's Church, Junior Church. Come on this morning. drama. Everybody needs to be here that's participating. That'll be for the rest of the practices. Everybody's involved in every scene. Kids will start coming in November, the little ones. And then let me remind you or, or inform you that my father-in-law uh, will be having revival this week beginning, uh, actually begin today, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, 7.30, right, baby? 7.30, yeah. So you pray for the revival and attend, if you can, Wayside Baptist over in Ridgeway. Fellas, make your way down this morning, if you would. Matt, you come get ready to sing, whoever's singing with you. You be obedient unto the Lord with his tithes and your offerings, and God will richly bless you for it. Let's pray together this morning and ask God to bless. Lord, it is with humble hearts we say thank you for church doors that are open and the opportunity to come and worship you today. Lord, we love you this morning. It's not a surprise, but what always astounds us is how much you love us. Thank you already for being in the midst of the services. Lord, we can feel your presence today, and we say thank you for that. Lord, bless this offering. Bless the singers. May everything glorify the name of Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen.
Amen. Let's stand together one more time. If you need it, be in the red book, hymn number 333, I'll Fly Away. We'll do that first verse, of course. Have a time of fellowship. Hymn number 333, I'll Fly Away.
thank you so much as always for showing the kindness and love towards folks. Let me just say, if you're visiting here this morning, uh, you are never more welcome than what you are right now. I, uh, I know I say this all the time. Fellas, come on and make your way down, ushers, if you would. I know you're navigating people still, but come on and make your way down. I, I, I kid with Renee all the time that she's got to stop playing because if she didn't stop playing, y'all would be fellowship until Thursday. Amen. I love it, love it, love it. First Sunday of the month is Mission Sunday here at our church, and we always ask for you to give as generously as you can. And, of course, as you well know, we give 13%, 14% now of tithes and offerings back into missions. So you give as generously as you can. Pray for Annette as she sings. Lord, bless this missions offering. May it be what you'd have it to be. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to support our missionaries. Lord, we are so grateful for the work that they do. Lord, we love you today, and we love you that you allow us to give back that which, which you've blessed, not only us personally, but our church financially. Lord, I am completely convinced that one of the reasons you are so good to our church is because the mission-mindedness that this congregation has. Thank you, Lord, for that belief, that reality. Bless now in our service, in Christ's name, amen.
I love that song. Brother Shelley, I want you to come up here real quickly, if you would, and give us a quick update. Would you do that, Brother Shelley, four or five minutes? I know I meant to do this earlier, uh, right before our missions offering. I love this preacher, uh, one of our 70-plus missionaries. He travels all over the world to prison ministries. It is our absolute pleasure to support him with Rock of Ages. Uh, prison, I can't thank him enough. He was here at my uh, daughter and son-in-law's wedding, uh, and I love, love, love him, love the work that he does. Would you let you, him know you appreciate him, Brother John Shelley? Well, amen. Uh, my wife and I appreciate uh, Pastor Hodges in this good church. We couldn't do what we do without you, and uh, appreciate it so much. Um, just, uh, you know, I'm glad that over 39 years ago, there was a missionary pastor in Germany, and he took a bread factory and turned it into a house of bread. And the fellow invited me to church and didn't want to go at first. It was a Sunday morning. Over 39 years ago, I tell you, folk, I don't want to get over it. I got saved that morning. Ain't been the same since. God called me to preach. But can I say something? I, I know he's mine, but there's not a doubt in my mind. He knows I'm his. And I thank God for that. And I thank the Lord that he tasted death for every man. Every man may not come, but he tasted death for every man. And I thank the Lord for a church like this that not only wants to get the gospel around the corner, you're gonna, you want to get it across the globe. And I thank you for that. And uh, you all know we go to Africa and the U.S. military prisons. And uh, we just, they just kind of tell you on June, we were in uh, uh, Kenya in June, had a 40-foot container get there. And we were able to give out eight to 81 churches, had conferences and, and just taught them the Bible and some stuff. Over 81 churches got materials off the container. And uh, we were preaching in schools. It just, it's amazing. Over there, they 600, uh, 400, 800, and they just sit them all out there on the lawn. Schools that got no lunchroom and no running water. Their, uh, their bathroom is a cement, uh, a cement uh, uh, outhouse. But they sit down there and you can give them scripture and you give them Bibles and you can preach to them. And God let us preach. We had over 700 saved at the time we were there. And I thank the Lord for that. We gave out some Bibles. We gave out some Bibles uh, to some teachers. Every school we went to, we gave out Bibles to a teacher. A teacher came up to us, I don't know, late 40s with water in his eyes and said, this is the first time I better have a whole Bible. And then we were in a prison, and they gave it out to everyone in the prison, and over half of them said it's the first time they'd ever had a Bible. And uh, we just came back from Ghana and Togo uh, last month, and uh, we were able to give out material to 56 churches, and we did more conferences than we did in prisons and so forth. But thank the Lord we were able to see 17 professions of faith while we are there. And then uh, y'all pray uh, three weeks from uh, Thursday we go to Nigeria. Uh, we're working with one brother. He's in two prisons, and he just sends a report. He had 55 saved in the month of September in the prison. And just thank the Lord for that. And um, I'm telling you something, he's still saving sinners. And he's still saving those that the world has turned their back on. And I thank God he's still taking lumps of clay and making trophies of grace. I love to tell inmates the last chapter of their life's not been written yet. We serve a merciful God. You're looking at a boy being hell or jail if God hadn't saved me. 
ain't a doubt in my mind. You know, this world may be going crazy, but I know who's coming to this world. And I know who I'm going to see. And I sure pray you can call him Father today. Y'all pray for us too. At the end of March, uh, the end of March, we're hoping we've got a 20-foot container. We're going to have thousands of English Bibles. We're getting French Bibles. We're going to Liberia and Sierra Leone and Guinea in June. So we're Lord willing, hoping to send that container. The end of March, you got to send it uh, a little bit uh, early so we'll get there in time. So y'all pray that. We're praying about $15,000 to come in. And, you know, I like what one preacher said. It don't even make God nervous. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I found out this. His will, his bill. And uh, appreciate being here this morning. Just appreciate the good spirit. Folks, let's never forget where God found us, what he done in us, where we're headed. We can call him Father. Thank you, Pastor Hodges. I love that preacher. Amen. Second Chronicles chapter 15 this morning, if you would please. Second Chronicles chapter number 15. Brother Shelley, we are eminently grateful for the work you do. We're thankful for the obedience you and Mrs. Shelley display in your lives. And we love you so much and are thankful for you. Don't you appreciate the work he does? Amen. Second Chronicles chapter number 15. I'll put a little smile on your face. Um, I, this past week, uh, had my annual blood work and subsequent checkup. To, uh, and this is in the office of my 350-pound doctor who has been telling me for 20 years that I needed to lose weight. <clears throat> and so I went in early, early, early for my checkup, and I walked in, and Dr. Sasser came in, and the paperwork is there, and he opens up his computer, and he says, Hmm, hmm, hmm. I looked at him and I said, Dr. Sasser, I, I, I don't like the sound of that. And he said, well, I've got good news, gooder news, and i got bad news. Where do you want to start? I said, well, let's start with the good. He said, well, the good news is your blood pressure's down, your blood sugar's down, your triglycerides are down, your cholesterol is down. Every indicator I got is down. I said, well, amen, I've been working on it. Amen, that's what I said. <laughs> Praise God. I said, well, that's the good news. What's the gooder news? He said, well, you've lost 28 pounds in the last 18 months. According to the BMI, you are no longer clinically obese. I said, that's awesome. Praise the Lord, Dr. Sasser. And I said, well, what can possibly be the bad news? He said, as your doctor, it's my duty to tell you that according to your BMI, you are extremely overweight and you need to lose 25 pounds. Amen. <laughs> I looked at him and I said, I hate you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Second Chronicles, please, this morning, chapter number 15. If you found your place, say amen. I'm going to read this morning to begin with the first seven verses. We'll read other verses through the course of the morning. But I'm going to read the first seven, if I may. Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded, 
He went out to meet Asa and said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while ye be with him. We could park right there and say that again. The Lord is with you while you be with him. And if you seek him, he will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Now for a long season, Israel hath been without the true God, without a teaching priest, and without law. When they in their trouble did turn unto the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found of them. Those times there was no peace to him that went out, nor to him that came in, but great vexations were upon all the inhabitants of the countries. The nation was destroyed of nation and city of city, for God did vex them with all adversity. Be strong, be ye strong, therefore. Let not your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. Father, thank you for the word this morning. Lord, you've plainly told us that when delivered, it will never return void. Lord, so we're going to do our best this morning to preach with boldness what you have laid upon our hearts. God, I believe I've got the outline, but Lord, now we need the power from on high to deliver the message that you've bestowed. Lord, I ask you to forgive me for any unconfessed sin. Lord, as I always say, may no one in the building be impressed with me, but may everybody be impressed by thee. Lord, may we say exactly what needs to be said and nothing that doesn't need to be said so that Jesus gets all the credit and the glory. We will thank you. We will praise you in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. A couple of weeks ago, I stood up here and the introduction to my message, I talked about uh, how I fell in love with Southern gospel music not long after I rededicated my life and how I first heard Vestal Goodman singing, uh, What a Lovely Name, the Name of Jesus, and that evening, One of our precious church members uh, brought me a bag of Vestal Goodman and the Happy Goodman family albums. And last week I stood up and talked about during the introduction how growing up I loved the movie The Wizard of Oz, but it always came on Sunday nights at 6 o'clock, and so I never got to watch it because we were always at church. And I came in on Wednesday, and the movie to The Wizard of Oz was sitting on my desk. So I want to start the introduction this morning by saying I love Jaguars. And I don't mean the little matchbox cars. I like 1985 green Jaguars, leather gold interior with a silver emblem on the front, in case you ask it. Last week we had to be in Texas, and uh, Abilene, Renee and I, and I got there very late. We were supposed to be there about 9 o'clock. Well, flights were delayed. We didn't get in. It was about 11.30, and the Enterprise rental car closed at 11.30. And oftentimes when you fly into these little cities, they will shut down before everybody's got their vehicle, those rental car agencies. So as soon as we got off the plane, I said, Renee, baby, you go get the luggage. I'm going to run to the rental car and uh, uh, make sure we've got the vehicle. So I raced there to the rental agency. And I said, I'm so glad you're here. It was about 11.35. She said, are you kidding? There's 14 people on that plane. Twelve of them are going to get cars, so I couldn't shut down. She said, you are first. You get to have any vehicle you want. 
I said, now, wait a minute, ma'am. I'm a state employee. I have the $21 a day maximum. I can't have any vehicle I want. She said, down here in Little Abilene, that's not how it works. We don't have the tiered pricing structure. Uh, when we get down to the last event of the evening, you get to pick what you want. So she laid them all out. So I said, I will have that little 2019 blue uh, uh, Chevy Camaro. Now don't misunderstand me. It wasn't like it was a Ford Mustang or anything, but it was all right. Yeah, man. <clears throat> so we, we got into, I walked out there and I showed Renee that little Chevy. And I said, look, baby, I told you one of these days I'd have a sports car. So we got into that Chevy Camaro. Some of you don't realize, but the speed limit on the interstates in Texas is 75. How many of you cops keep your hands down? How many of you understand you can go three or four miles over and be safe? Amen. So I set that cruise control on 80. We had an hour and a half drive, and we were booking it down through the streets of Texas. Pulled into the little hotel. There was a, uh, 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 a parking spot up front. I whipped that Camaro in thinking I was the stuff. And then we had to get out. And there was a big problem. The Marriott didn't have a crane. Can anybody give me a witness right there? I got out of there. We were joking and talking a little bit about the problems of aging and how difficult things are when you age. But then my mind actually, ironically, went to this text. Perhaps a strange text to juxtapose with the story, but I want you to hear what I'm about to say. Society today is teaching foundational doctrines that are completely contrary to Scripture. I want to say that in a way that I hope will make sense to you. Society today are teaching us things like live outside the box, be who you are. But our Bible says we're born into sin. Our Bible says, yes, we are fearfully and wonderfully made, but left to our own devices, where we end up will not be pleasing unto God. When children enter preschool into kindergarten, one of the first things we teach them is how to color inside the lines. Because a child's tendency is to pick up a crayon and just start marking. They have to be taught how to color inside the lines. When we're first teaching kids how to drive, and this is why my mind went to this text. Uh, when we're first teaching kids how to drive, we have to tell them that those yellow lines on the sides are not just suggestions. They are there for your benefit. Because if you go outside the lines, uh, there's danger to be found. May I say to you this morning, the same applies for us spiritually. Uh, we're being taught to live outside the box. And one of my favorite ones, to live your truth. Uh, but I submit to you uh, that we've got boundaries. Uh, we've got guidelines. Uh, we've got yellow lines that say, stay inside of these lines. Uh, and they're not for God's benefit. They're for our benefit. So I want to give you a message this morning that I'm entitling, Living Inside the Lines. Living inside the lines. Three things that I want us to look at this morning. Number one, if you would, go back to your text. I want to read verses one and two one more time because I want to set the stage for you from a historical perspective. Chapter 15, verse number one says, The Spirit of God came upon Azariah, 
the son of Obed, verse 2 says, he went out to meet Asa. You need to understand that 2 Chronicles chapter 15 deals with the southern kingdom of Judah. Of course, this was during the time of the divided monarchy. There were the ten tribes of the north called Israel, the two tribes of the south called Judah. The two characters that are here identified are Asa, who is the king, and Azariah, who is the preacher. Understand that when Azariah begins to talk to Asa, begins to explain what's going on, we've got several verses that outline the preacher's thoughts. If I may summarize and give you point number one, here's what the, produ- here's what the preacher says to the king. He says, King, listen to me. You need to know this. Number one, sin produces hardships. Sin produces hardships. In fact, if you go down again and read with me verse number two, it begins to be very clear what the preacher is saying. He says he went out to meet Asa and said unto him, Hear me, Asa and all Judah and Benjamin. By the way, that's the two tribes of the southern kingdom. The Lord is with you while you be with him. And if you seek him, he will be found of you. Notice the second clause there. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Verse number 2 is very clearly a covenant, a promise that a preacher gives to the king. He says, follow God and God will be with you. But if you forsake God, don't be surprised when disaster comes. May I pause just a moment and give it to you in a way that certainly will make sense. I am by no means suggesting that you lose your salvation. Can we park a moment and say, thank God, once saved, always saved. But I am suggesting to you that when we follow God, there are blessings to be found. When we forsake God, there are problems that will be discovered. If I may paraphrase it, God honors those who honor him. There's a covenant. Not only is there a covenant, please note verses 3 through 5 quickly describe the calamities that can be found. Amaziah begins to illustrate all the problems that will happen when a person, a family, a church, or a society turns their back on God. Verse 3 says, for a long season, Israel's been without the true God, without a teaching priest, and without law. When they in their trouble did turn unto the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found of them. In those times there was no peace to him that went out, nor to him that came in, but great vexations were upon all the inhabitants of the country. Amaziah is, of course, referring to Israel's history and her past to illustrate a very, very important fact that we need to get clear on that far too few preachers like to preach on today because it doesn't draw a big crowd, but it is simply this. Sin will produce disaster. Unchecked sin will lead to calamity, will lead to hardship, will lead to disaster. It's always led to disaster. It still leads to disaster. It will always lead to disaster. It's not popular to preach on it. But may I say to you, I do it because not I don't love you because I do love you. How many of you understand we chastise our children because we love them? God chastises us because he loves us. He wants us to stay inside the lines 